Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. This is the Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast, where if wargaming was easy, it would be your mom. This is your main host, Bam, here. If you listen at work, don't listen at work, or get yourself a damn good set of headphones. If you're listening at home, don't listen around your kids, or just don't have kids in the problem solved. We are a weekly tabletop wargaming and Warhammer 40k podcast. We predominantly focus on Warhammer 40k and its competitive play in the Midwest in the Lord Marshall Conference. So we do talk about other stuff. Uh, like I said, I've been to, I do hit the LVO, and I'm looking at getting out for other events outside the region. So we talk about those when uh, there's some relevant data or things are happening. So with that being said, let's get into my thought for the week. Uh, with the, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the game right now, especially with uh, AdMech and it's. Uh, it's it being the big bully on the tabletop you know i've seen people talk about getting out of the hobby moving on to the games doing other things going outside and enjoying the weather etc etc and my thoughts on that are is uh you will leave warhammer long before warhammer leaves you you know i've taken a couple hiatuses in my hobby time and uh in my warhammer career if uh, I don't know if career is the good word, but my my time in the hobby, and uh, I know when I had a pretty nasty divorce, I needed to step back and let things ride a bit and focus on my kids, focus on myself, focus on what was going on professionally. And uh, when I got done, Warhammer was right there and waiting for me. So uh, Warhammer will be there when you uh, when you get done with your walkabout or your wanderlust, and it will still be. Uh, and you know, you might find a new love for some things you didn't find before. I definitely did. So don't lose faith. Uh, don't don't lose your joy of the hobby. You know, just take the break. Go go see the things. Go chase uh, go chase the gals or chase the dudes. Whatever you're into doesn't matter to me. And uh, get a get a break from it. And whenever you're ready to come back, the hobby will be right there. So that's kind of where it's at. You know, or just do like I do. Just start a new fucking army. You know, you can start the new army, and that's. Uh, that makes you feel good until you put it on the table and it gets blasted off by Ed Mech and you're like, well, maybe I just need to start another army and the cycle continues. But I re, I, I, uh, I digress. So let's get into the episode. We talk about uh, Flying Monkey Con. We talk about random pairings because we did fly random pairings for rounds one through four at Flying Monkey Con. Uh, most players seem pretty happy with it. There were some matches that uh, were pretty cool because of it. And uh, we get into that. And the guys go through their experiences at Monkey Con. Uh, Ben's changing armies, so he's kind of on fire for the game again, which is cool to see. And uh, that's uh, that's a rundown of the episode, guys. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, let's get into it. We are fresh off of Flying Monkey Con and the Flying Monkey Con 40K Champs GT, which uh, wound up being a major. Um, even with drops, we still stayed, I think, in the 80s, so it was a pretty good-sized tournament. And... Uh, both, well, all three of these yahoos, Dan, Sean, and uh, Ben, were involved in playing. So, uh, you have not heard, but uh, Ben is with us tonight. Ben Sherwin from Advanced Warfare. What up? Dan Salmons, the luckiest man in 40K sometimes. What up? And uh, Sexiest Thighs in 40K and a bum ankle, Sean Dilly. What's up, what's up? It's on the up, though. It's on the up. It's on the up, yeah. Walking pretty normal now. It's just a sore, tender ankle right now. Okay. 
apparently uh, Sean went on a scooter tour of Wichita and uh, tried to kill himself. So we'll I'm, try again. I'm glad you survived. Yeah, I was never worried. Everybody else was worried for me. Dude, I, I tried to round you up some crutches, but I could not. I know. I appreciate that. Honestly, like I was surprised with how quickly and how well I was still moving around the tables. I played on a clock every table, still did just fine. I mean, probably helps I was playing Admex, so I didn't have to try that hard. But dude, I was a little worried when your opponent came up to me. Uh, I think your matchup with Kyle. Round Kyle, four. yeah. And he's like, "Hey, my opponent's not here." And I was like, "Well, who's your opponent?" And he's like, "Sean Dilly." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So. Was, uh, he's hobbling. He's just slowly getting over yeah. there. Yeah, I'm glad uh, glad you made it down there. Well, uh, good event, guys. Uh, Dan did pretty well. Uh, ben did pretty well. Sean, I'm not sure how you wound up, man. I don't know if I saw I think you bounced before better I could catch you and talk to you. What's that? Is it better than Ben? <laughs> better than Ben? Well, I, I ranked, I ranked uh, better than Ben. Oh. Well, you got to rub the salt in the wound. So, but. Y'all better watch out, though. Ben, uh, Ben has been on fire all day today because he's got the, he's got that loving feeling again. So, yeah, because I'm not shooting people with weenies. <laughs> he's uh, he's been dojoing some gray knights, and he's liking how it's going. So, we'll no, he's to... been dojoing some dread knights. He hasn't been dojoing gray knights. Dude, that's a, it's a gray knight inside of a robot. <laughs> so... I was just going to say, there's a Terminator on the outside of that, so fuck you very much. Yeah, it's Baby Carrier. Baby Carrier, yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm basically... Yeah. I, I, I copied for... Ben's homework for, for a game or two, so... It's, uh, I don't know, so I think Grey Knight's got some good stuff in that book. Well, let's, yeah. uh, let's dig into it. So, we might just do this one at a time instead of doing it round by round. Uh, let's, uh, let's go through the, the tournament experience. Uh, what'd you, what'd you see, Sean? You can go by your games, you know, you can talk about the meta, uh, favorite opponent, games, whatever, I don't care. Just, uh, what was your experience at Monkey Gone? The lose Sean? Uh, yeah, nope, I just had a muted mic. Okay. I said it was, it was, it was fun. I think, uh, random pairings overall were a success. I don't, I hated not getting to see placings, but. What was what? Real quick, what was your your logic behind hiding hiding placings? Uh, I don't think there were five there, and six. I or? don't think there was any. I think when Duncan was just doing the setting stuff up in BCP, I think he just hit it for whatever reason. And then uh, I realized it was kind of driving everybody nuts, so I just left it for a little bit. <laughs> so when when we fixed everything for round five, uh, I unchecked it, so it unhid the list. But yeah, there was no logic for it. I think it just got clicked, and I had people hit me up online, hit me up on Facebook, messaging, and and I was like, man, this this bothers them. I'm just gonna leave it. So. <laughs> So I definitely didn't bother me. That's for sure. I was like, where am I at? I got to see where I'm sitting. Yeah. Even though it really didn't matter. Um, but yeah, it was funny. Was the people that would come up and like try and like hint they wanted the rankings. And I would just kind of sit there like, oh, yeah, it's too bad. huh?" You know, <laughs> so I was I was kind of just trolling with it after I just yeah. went with it. But I figured whenever I got in there and changed everything for round five, I would I would fix it. So, yeah. but. No, that was it. That was that. The really the logic was there was no logic. It just got checked when we were 
trying to set up the the random pairings and and I didn't want to mess with anything till round five. So um, when we changed it back over to you know battle points and rank rank tables and all that good stuff. So that makes sense. Yeah. So you just made a mistake and you ran with it. Just, just ran with it. it. Just that's what you got to do sometimes, man. Yeah. You just got to fucking ride it out and see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. But my my tournament was uh, pretty good overall. I went four and two. Uh, round one, I ran into RJ, so wasn't really too worried about that game. I just stood there and shot, and he came at me with Space Wolves. And I think he ended up calling it at the bottom of turn two. He just said, all right, I know where this is going. I said, okay, so do I. Then, uh, Dude, round... real quick, I'm going to interrupt you there. On yeah. that note, RJ was so proud was of himself. leaning up to the, <laughs> into the painting awards. Because he went three and three. Yeah, good for he, him. He, yeah, no, I was still, I was happy for him too. Like he was right by the judges' table, and uh, when he won, you know, and got his three and three, like dude, that guy was beaming like ear to ear, and he's like, "I made my goal. I got three and three, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm happy for you, RJ. Good yeah, job, absolutely. man." So, absolutely, yeah. So that was that. I think round two, I had salamanders. I lost that game by I think it was end up being five points. Um, but it entirely came down to me probably being sleep deprived and just misdeploying a manipulus. Uh, I should have had hit it a little bit better. He was able to kill it with an eliminator, and at that point, I wasn't be able to pick up uh, salamanders quick enough. I needed the AP two because they can order the whole AP one. That's a lot of my army. And he just had a hot first turn too. Holy cow! I just looked at my my tray of dead stuff. I said, "Uh oh, this is gonna be struggle." But I, I was able to get it within five points, so I was in. Too upset. I was most upset about the whole manipulus misplay. Um, round three, I played against Death Guard. It was a hammer and anvil deployment, so I just stood where I could hit him, and he came at me, and I shot him, and that was the game. I won that one pretty easily. I didn't really do too much. I was admitted. I was like, I think I played that a little lazy. I could have gotten some more points out of it, but a win's a win still. Uh, round four was against Kyle. That was that game annoyed me because I that game was in the bag, 100%. I should have won it, uh, and then he had three terminators at the end of the game, uh, and I shot multiple last cannons, like a bunch of wounded. I rolled four damage in all of them. No big deal. Okay, whatever. He's had a six up field of pain, and he rolled multiple sets of those double sixes. If if he failed one, I would have won the game. Like all he had to do was not save a guy, and I would have won. But he just, each last cannon, or it took two last cannons to kill each guy, and I just needed, you know, one last cannon to kill one guy, one last cannon to kill another guy. So, that put some salt on me. Uh, after that, I played White Scars, I believe. Uh, Axel, I think, uh, Frozen North Axel. That was a fun game. That was, he went first, he came up, failed a couple charges, I shot. He did some more charges, I shot. I mean, it was... Close game. Originally, I thought I lost the game, uh, but he kept looking at me. He's like, you sure? Because I have you winning. I was like, well, I have you winning. And then it turns out I had a whole turn of not scoring primary that I didn't mark, and what do you know? I won the game. So it's fun to win that way, I guess. <laughs> That's a surprise win. Uh, and then, yeah. And then the, um, the last game I played against uh, Cam, the Outlander's Cam, and that was just another one of those games where I just stood there and shot where he came at me with his Black Templar. I had my 10-man Rust Stalker squad in the end kill nine of his Black Templar Terminators. 
<laughs> was, yeah, it's pretty good. So it's like the first round of combat, they killed six of them, and then like six of mine died, and then the last four ended up killing like another three before they died. I was like, you know, rust stalkers are pretty good at this point. Now I like these guys, and they're pretty good with the veteran cohorts when they get advance and charge. They can end up getting like five attacks apiece too. So all pretty good stuff. Fun stuff. I think I ended up 13th overall, which isn't too shabby, I guess. Uh, but it was a fun tournament, indeed. I uh, I enjoyed getting to hear Dan uh, bitch at the end of his game. Apparently, succubuses don't die or something like that. <laughs> All of his Dark Eldar characters did. Dude, so not, I'm usually not the one to defend Dan. I'm usually the one to troll Dan. But I was standing there, and Dan goes, what was it, a fucking Dakajet, right? Yeah. It, Dan goes, I'm going to shoot the Dakajet. And he like went back and forth. He's like, nah, I'm going to shoot that succubus because on principle or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. And he goes to shoot that succubus, gets like nine wounds. And like in my head, I'm doing math hammer thinking like, okay, on a four up, that bitch is dead. You know, like that, that, that gal's done. And Root tanked like all but two of the wounds. And uh, so Dakajet at like in the face range unloaded in the mat succubus and did a, a whopping total of two wounds. And I was like, God damn, I'm gonna go walk to some other tables now. <laughs> so, <laughs> was, well, was, then I sh- then I shot her with other stuff, and she still didn't die. Oh lordy. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty rough to, to not to defend Dan, but I'm gonna defend Dan because I was I seen it. I was there. So, good man. I'm glad you had a good tournament, Sean. I'm glad it. Went I did, well. and I, I, you know, I, I, I just bled a little bit. So, <laughs> only a little bit. My whole shoe is like covered. Like the whole bottom of it is red, like the sole, and I really like that. It's like, huh? I gotta get that clean still, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. And of course, did. I kept getting fed drinks. So I was like, I don't know if I'm lightheaded from blood or lightheaded from drinks or. <laughs> Very fun. Well, I'm I'm glad you did not die from your uh, your tragic tragic accident. So, uh, let's go to uh, Ben. You want to talk now? You gonna wait till you get out of the car? I uh, wait till I get out of the car. All right, let's do Dan. So, yes. Uh, what was so, your experience, Dan? Uh, I brought my <laughs> super shooty freebooter list. Um, it did fairly well, but it does have some issues. I found out. So I played a. Uh, Game one against Jason Merton. Um, that was, it started out kind of as a close game. Uh, he went first and uh, left two planes at one wound, uh, which the I don't know if that made a huge difference because at least one of those planes didn't do very much. But uh, Sisters, we only had two rhinos, I think. So Sisters uh, don't like just that, that much orc firepower. So Celestine was kind of a, a pain to get rid of, but the rest of like the rest of his army just got picked up fairly easily um so i won that one uh game two i played against trenton and he's playing terminus est uh so death guard with terminators and poxmarkers and stuff but no vehicles and not much for shooting so that was kind of a one-sided game because he didn't have a real good way to to deal with the planes um i think i picked up i think i killed nine of the death shrouds and a couple of Blight Lords, and he failed a morale check on his last Death Shroud and ran away and 
picked up a whole new box. Yeah, I killed. Yeah, that, that was turn one. Plus Lord. a couple of light lords. <laughs> so that's they, a lot of points to be picking up, man. Well, and it's just one of those like they're perfectly. That's the my list is is loves you know anything under toughness six is is great. Everything over toughness seven is where the damage falls off. So. Um, so I ended up winning that one because he just didn't have a good way to do, deal with the planes and the board control. Um, and then I played a Tau player, I think a Scott, um, and played him. Uh, he went first, and he had the he had a big Tau bomb, uh, and then he had whatever the really long range gun is on the Riptide. So that thing shot and killed a plane turn one. But the problem that he had is that all his his big crisis unit had the air bursts, which are such short range. So he, they didn't really get to shoot anything. So he killed a plane turn one. Otherwise he really didn't do much turn one because everything else was too, was out of range. So <laughs> that's kind of what hurt him. And I think after my <clears throat> second turn, he did not have much left on the board. Um, I think he pretty much only got one turn of shooting. And then uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The Megatrax came in from Deep Strike and shot shot three damage rockets at his uh, Crisis suits, which he rolled. He popped a strat to get a feel no pain, and he rolled pretty terrible on those. And so I think I killed six Crisis suits, and then he failed a morale check, so one more ran. So there's three left, and he rolled out of those three dice, two more ran away. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then I played against Ben Neal in Game 4 at Dark Angels. Uh, this was a really, really cagey game. I could have played it more aggressively, probably, uh, just to make it go faster. But he, he kind of just stood on, the, on his back objective and just sent a Talon Master uh, every, every turn to go get Oath in the middle. And he ended the game up with two Contemptors who would blown up most of the planes. And his two Contemptors, you know, five turns of shooting... Uh, did a lot of work. All the, all the planes were dead. He killed the Megatrax. He might have, I think he hurt some buggies. So, um, but I was able to win that one. He still scored pretty high, though. Uh, game five, I played against Ben. So, we both knew it was pretty much uh, whoever wins the roll to go first wins the game. So, I think our first roll, we, we tied. And then I ended up getting the, the, getting the go first roll. And I don't know what I, what I pick up. Probably... 50 or 60 infantry 62 yeah gross i just i just totally ignored the chickens because they don't have the rerolls anymore and because because i went first and ben popped the armor save that means his chickens are only hitting me on fours when they with no rerolls when they shoot back so yeah so i mean my list is tweaked to try to kill Adbeck if i go first so it pretty much did that um and then, but that was one of those ones where just the amount of that, that was one of those games that kind of started showing the problem with my list is I just have so many dice I roll, you know, and a lot of them aren't super effective, and especially after turn three, when the, the extra AP is gone, the, the killing power of the list kind of falls off a little bit too. So you end up rolling so many dice just to do a little bit and you end up burning your clock. So we never even got to turn... Uh, I ran out of time before we got to turn five, and I think Ben did too. Uh, and then the last game, I played Root. Um, 
He's playing as Jakari. I'm trying to think. I went first on this one. Uh, so I went up, and I think I killed two killed two raiders. Uh, he came back, and I think he killed a plane and some met guns. Uh, but it was, it was a pretty bloody game. But kind of the the key things from that game was, like kind of what Bam was saying, uh, he had that succubus, which that was the poison one with the triptych whip or whatever. And so I wanted to kill her so that she couldn't just run over and kill my bike squad that was kind of near her. Um, but after, after shooting the Daka jet and some squig buggies and I think some other things at her, she just refused to die. So the next turn, she did go over and just pick up an entire unit of bikes by herself. Um, and then later in the game, I brought in my Megatrax on turn two and tried to kill one of his Kronos units. And uh, I think I, I think I didn't roll very good and then top it off... Uh, I think I did four wounds, four rockets went through. So he had one, he took nine feel no pains on the first guy and passed all nine of them. So that, uh, <laughs> that was brutal because uh, prevented me from actually get, killing that unit till like two turns later, I think it was. And then uh, late, uh, like another turn went by and he had a, a couple very wounded characters and my death killer was right up in there. And he had a, his only character on one of the objectives was Drazar, who had three wounds left. And uh, I shot a bunch of, I shot quite a lot of shooting at Drazar, like the Death Killer, multiple squid buggies. I think I even shot him with uh, some some smaller arms fire and a met gun, I think too, or something like that. I, more than enough to, to kill Drazar, because my plan was to just shoot Drazar off the objective, so he had no one on the objective, and then charge my Death Killer with the. Uh, he had the the basically give me two chances to do mortal wounds to him and just kill his archon, who was already wounded. Um, and so my, that that was my plan. But uh, Drazar refused to die, so then I ended up having to charge my death killer into uh, into Drazar to kill him, which meant the archon was then free the next turn to go on a, a rampage and just one shot every buggy that was around. Basically, I think uh, on average you should do, you know, six to eight mortal or six to eight wounds to a buggy. And every single time he attacked, he did 10, which is enough to kill him. So it was uh, that was that was probably one of the bigger swings in the game was just not the care. All, all of his characters just didn't refuse to die and go down easy. So it uh, makes it pretty. Rare. I don't think I, I think I ended up killing his Archon. The very last turn through mortal wounds, so he never failed a shadow field save. He only died from um, explosions and a squig bite and just 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 mortal wounds, basically. But it was a good game. I have one point difference. So, but then <laughs> when I was watching you guys math that, I was like, I was I was like, holy crap! Like it was well, one point, man. And that's one of those two where I just needed more games in my list uh, against, and that's where like. I had theorized this with my list, but I just haven't had had that many games with it yet. Where if you're playing against somebody and stuff doesn't die, then the list has issues like time issues because I need things to die in order to finish the game, like with with enough time. But if if stuff's not dying, I still got to roll buckets of dice uh, to to pick things up. And so if it gets to like turn three and you haven't picked up that much stuff, or you waste a turn of shooting and nothing nothing really happens. Then I, I definitely had a time issue. I ran out of time that game. Where I think if I would have had a couple extra minutes even, then I could have tweaked my play on like turn four and turn five. It still pulled out the win. So I'm definitely going to tweak my list to get down to 
take less less guns and take something either more melee or or I don't know. I'm gonna tweak it so it it takes less time because it it takes too much time to play right now. So how was the uh, unkillable shark, bro? He didn't do anything. <laughs> he he honestly was a wild stand. Uh, no, Ben got close to killing him, but otherwise he never died. But he he generally just sat in the back and sat on the objective and kind of defended my back line. Uh, but yeah, he never he never died. Um, I came so close. Yeah, Ben got got him down to two wounds, um, but he never died. My Grotz never died. Uh, but honestly, nothing like somebody has asked me like what my MVP was, and it, 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 I don't know if I really had it. Nothing, nothing really felt like it was. It was like a combination, like all of it together worked, but like as individual pieces, nothing was like standing out as exceptional. Really? Well, I mean, that's kind of how freebar freebooters functions, yeah. right? They all are very similar. Yep. Shooting, and then once you proc it, it's really good. Yeah. So it's yeah, that's where the bikes were. They were okay, you know. The docket jets were okay. Um, every, everything was was okay. Nothing was nothing was super bad. Nothing was super great. And so, but yeah, I definitely need to do some tweaks to the list and and definitely do something to reduce the time it takes to play because I never had, there was a, a good amount of nights there or Titanic heavy lists that I was nervous about playing. Uh, and I can, I didn't play any of them, but I know for a fact, if I would have played them, uh, I've, I mean, I very well could have had the same type of issues. I think I would have had the same type of issues of actually, Hey, I'm going to spend my entire turn, uh, you know, shooting like, like, I think the math is like, oh, I'm going to shoot all my planes and I'm going to do 12 wounds to a night, like on average. So that's uh, that's a lot of dice rolling just to do 12 wounds to a night, if you're lucky. So so what'd you get rid of? Or what? how, how are you playing faster now? I, I'm still working on that. I haven't... No. I've, you just I said have, you did a five-hour dojo and that well, you made your list faster. And I'm... Yeah, but I'm not... I, I don't know if I like that anymore, so... I got. What's funny I gotta, is there's people, there's people copying Salmon's list already, and he's... He's already changing it and tweaking it. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I talked to like uh, Ben Jerk a little bit, and I think he had sort of similar experiences of trying to do something because he ran a very similar <laughs> list of mine and just tweaking oh. it a little bit to try to do something. Was that Ben's you know? dog? Did Ben's dog make a appearance? Oh yeah, always. Oh, yeah. All right, sorry, but, Dan. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I if you're gonna do a freebooters list, I think you just need to you definitely need to practice it and then. But yeah, if you're gonna play, if if you're on a, well, honestly, if you're playing that list, you should be playing on a clock. Um, otherwise, you're gonna take too much time, and you better, you probably just got to tweak some things because taking as many guns as possible is probably not the correct play. Well, I noticed you kept uh, kept a cup of a certain count of dice that you were. Yeah, I were, well, yeah. <laughs> I went and bought a dice tray, and then I bought one of those dice cups. That way. Like when I'm shooting my docket jets, I can count out 42 or 36 dice and then just keep, you know, roll, you know, put the dice in there, roll it out and then just move it from keep all those 42 dice in the trays or in the cup. That way it's like, okay, here's one docket jet next docket jet. That way you're not counting out 42 dice every single time you do it. Yeah. And I noticed you were like rolling the hits in one tray and just picking up the wounds and rolling them in another tray. And I was impressed with your system, man. It was pretty efficient. Well, and that's, yeah, I mean, I was already trying to do things to make myself faster, and it still wasn't enough, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think think if you're, 
if you're going to take a, I think an average person is going to clock out like on turn two or turn three if they play freebooters. To be honest, so you've got to you got to really think about things. And but it definitely is a good list. It definitely has a lot of play. So, well, good man. I'm glad you. Uh, you know, I I know ultimately you didn't win at all, but uh, I did like point away. Well, I know, but it was good that he, you know, the asterisk that everybody's going to hang on that head, on his head, you know, if he wouldn't have played Admech over the weekend, you know, or wouldn't have gotten a, you know, a solid matchup, and and he, he managed to get that out of the way and show that that orc lit, the orc book is viable, I, I guess for lack of a better way to put it. Man. That's kind that of what I felt about. Go ahead. Well, I was to say that was the only thing about the system that I don't, I don't. It was more like me. I, I think because me and Ben, you can see, you can see like what people were scoring in their games, and I was scoring very high in my early games, and Ben was scoring very high in, excuse me, very high in his early games, and then I think it was uh, Root and and Charlie both were scoring high, but then they played played each other in game three and kind of both scored low. So it, I think it was kind of it was like uh, as long as we were winning, I was almost a certainty me and Ben were going to play each other in round five. But I'm so, so that, that's just an observation. I don't know if that's good or bad um, about the random pairings. So I think I think it's worth the uh, like the random pairings, like having that be a. If people think that's a negative. I, I think yeah. that what you allow in without random pairings is worse. So well, and, and exactly, and and that's and that was only because we both were scoring so high. If you were scoring, if you were down, kind of down, and even like in, say you were without without knowing the placing. That's probably the one good thing the placings did is it didn't make it easy to go and look at where people mm-hmm. were. Um, without knowing where you were, you had no idea. The whole weekend, everyone's like, I have no idea. Like no one was. It was refreshing because no one was talking about their what their next game was going to be, you know. For the most part, everyone everyone's like, I have no idea. Like I have, I have, and it was more talk of like, man, I hope I get this person or hope I avoid that. It wasn't yeah. trying to trying to dojo out. Oh shit, I'm I know I'm against this person. Next, what do I do? Well, and real quick on the random pairings, you know, the thing that was interesting was, you know, every I felt like everybody that should have been at the top tables or towards the tops, at the end of it was there anyways. And the thing I did like, though, was I think it was given some guys that had, like, not the greatest tier book or not the greatest tier of, you know, I, like the Tyranids, for instance. There was a few Tyranids players that did super well. And, and their pairings weren't, you know, basically like, oh, I got 97 on this game. I had a really good game. Now let me go get smashed by Admac. You know, it was like, I got 97 points on this game. You know, I'm going to go play this other list. And... You know, basically some of those guys, I think, had a better record because the random pairings were kind to them and they didn't get matched up with something was going to squash them just because they weren't punished for scoring high in a game round one and round two. You know, and I liked it. Yep. But, um, what do you guys think about round four versus round three or et cetera, et cetera? We still got to get through Ben's tournament experience, but while the topic was broached, I kind of want to talk about it. I, I think whatever the after the first game on day two is when you do it. Whether you're a four round event or a five round event, I don't think I don't. I, if you're going to make the switch to go to back to battle points, which I'm totally fine with, I just don't think you do it. You don't do it until after the first game on the second day. Yeah. So okay. after round four, regardless, basically, or well, not yeah. necessarily, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense too because at that point, like, you don't want to keep it. 
I mean, eventually the records are going to be the same, so um, like the best will still play the best, but you kind of want to start separating it more so, I feel like. And that's why you, you like to separate it with the battle points at that point. Yeah, I don't... I don't. We'll see what, what other people do, because I, I think other people are on it already. Well, and that was and one of the things people were... Weren't you talking about, like, you wanted to make sure you had good games in the finals? Yep. See, but <clears throat> I guess... Especially, I don't know. I feel like if you got two lists that are both five and zero, or let's say you got three, like in this one, I think there was, uh, there was, I think, I think Matt Evans won a. Was he pared down in the last? Yeah, he was pared down. So there was, so there was three undefeated in the final round. Uh, I that's where I, I feel like the only thing it does is make sure that somebody on the top table should most likely win the t- the if you're on the top table in the last you'll win game, the event you'll win the event but i i as far as getting good games though i feel like any of those any of the uh, uh, my list or matt's list or um uh matt there's two mats uh would have been like random pairing wise would have still been fine paired up with each other so, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking this because like of like a bug eater because they do like four two. So does it at that point if you don't if you don't switch back if you switch to battle points in the last round is that even worth it? Just leave it random the whole time. I don't know. So that's we'll see I think what... I think the last two rounds have to be battle points. Whether you're, just in my opinion, because. I even mean, full, even you got five round GTs or just I think six? five round GTs have to keep placings hidden until day two matches are starting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like once they're like, everybody's here. OK, we got everybody checked in. That's not dropping. Uh, now we're going to release pairings and we're going to do it by battle points. So nobody has any idea until 10 minutes before. You know what I mean? True. I think that's a good solid. I just think that if you just do uh, battle points for turn five or game five after you know like you could end up with that round four matchups kind of skewing it in a way because I, i'm not going to talk bad about anybody that was that played well there but if just go look at matt evans matchups and you, you'll see like he dodged everybody i thought and, that too i was like yeah he I was he really didn't play anybody of no like no, nothing against them but Right, and, and I'm I sure didn't recognize the name he played, basically. Outside of that, and I'm glad that he didn't jump anybody with battle points in that last game, because I don't think the flyer list really scores a lot of points. I think it wins games, but I don't think it's a high score. But like, you run the risk of that winning the tournament if you just do four r- random battle rounds. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe I'm. I gotta think about it more. Now that I'm thinking about it, like off the top of my head, I sound a little bit stupid. But the the you, only where I think I think we're let's say let's say the last two rounds are random. Let's say it ended up with Matt, Matt, and me in the finals. But let's say that I let's say both Matts got paired up randomly, and then I got paired down. I had quite a bit more battle points than both of those guys going up going into that game. I was uh, uh, definitely a, a significant lead. Where if I would have blown out my game. Uh, it's pretty likely I just I'm just gonna be on be on quote unquote table two, but then I'd end up jumping both of them for the win. That's probably the argument against it. I think. Well, that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like you have yeah. to do at least the bat last round as battle points. 
Yeah. I think. But I'm just I'm worried about the last round not being enough. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know how to fix it. Thinking yeah. about it. It's a lot better regardless than the system we have been using, I think. I think battle points be battle points throughout the whole tournament. It has it needs to just go away. They don't do that anymore. Like, you know, somebody <laughs> made a good point, and I, I've read, it took me a bit to think about it. So, uh, the, so I go back and forth on like the twenty o differential system. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of it, it does. I think I think more so than the battle points, it it does give people a reason to continue playing the game kind of like you because every point that you can score even if you're losing every point that you score matters you know so more so than it does in the battle points i I feel like but i don't know interesting yeah. One other thing I liked about random pairings too, it was just like it was always like a little bit exciting to see what I was gonna get paired up against. It's just like it was like almost like an opening like a present on Christmas Day. Just ooh, what do I get? True. Yeah, I definitely think random it was a much improvement. I think it still has room mm-hmm. to to be improved more. So I'd want to do it again, basically. Yeah. Oh, I I've, I've done two events now and I'm definitely happy with it. I liked it. I, you know, I, I had the debate of turn three versus turn four with myself, and uh, I, I had the same thought as Ben that even if you turn it back on for turn three, you know, it probably shouldn't be till the last minute and right before you were about to fire that round off. Um, you know, just not to give somebody else a competitive edge. And I, I think I saw a lot of games that wouldn't have happened otherwise happen. And it was it was pretty cool. I, I mean, so we'll so we'll see as more tournaments do it. Um, I did notice though that like the earlier rounds, I think guys were swinging for the fences, and that was the cool thing of it is like guys were like, "I need to get these points now because they might be harder to come by later," and they were just you know swinging for the fences, and that's kind of 40k I like seeing going down. So, well, like too, me and Ben would have played each other, I think, in round three if we would have. Yeah, and some of the some of the contenders knocking themselves off earlier, you know, is a factor that kind of it gets a little bit more minimized with random pairings. So there were still some pretty good games that got matched up early though that were kind of kind of spicy to watch. Oh no, I would have. I no, yeah, actually, if I'm just, it's hard to say for sure, but uh, it would have been it would have been weird because. Uh, I can tell you right now, just from looking at the scores, round three would have been some combination of Matt Evans, Matt Root, and Sherwin all playing each other. Yeah. So. I don't want to play the planes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that like, list was nasty. <laughs> well, I mean, I can probably fight it, but it's, again, it's to go first. If he goes yeah. first, he probably blows away a lot of my stuff with mortal wounds and you know, those those other planes pick up chickens pretty well. He was running the, the last cannon planes, right, as Mars? Yeah, he had three of those and three of the bombers. So, you know, I think he does the opposite of what Dan does. Instead of picking up all my rangers, he picks up half my army, including my chickens. So I'm just yeah. like, cool. Well, if you're playing better in cohort, you get a feeling of pain. <laughs> On one unit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's all you need. Or or actually, you, if you're Mars, too, right, can't you go... Uh, uh, you could do the Drowsy mechanical bomb. feel no pain. 
I could go shroud some because the planes don't ignore cover. Yeah, or you could just go the canical feel no pain too, right? Does it and then your arm feel no your, pain? Yeah, it's a five up feel no pain, and then you ignore battle attrition or combat attrition. It gets mortal wounds or yeah, five up feel no pain oh, against okay. mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a one CP stratagem for a four up against mortals for my vehicles. That's the biggest hope I got. Well, it's only so the problem with that is it's only one vehicle. It's not a unit of vehicles. I know, but that, you stack all the wounds on that one chicken, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Until it dies on your first six rolls, right? Yeah, well, that's the risk you run. <laughs> so. Well, good. Well, let's get through Ben's, uh, Ben's weekend. Yeah. Uh, you, you can read his digest it if you want. Oh, oh I'm going to. Uh, I mean, round one, I played against Mark Newsom, which was a very fun game, but he just didn't have the tools to deal with the Admech because he was souping in Grey Knights with Custodes. But I was a little worried because he had two Telemons. Telemons are a pain in the ass for me to deal with, turning off rerolls and making sub minus one strength, so I wound him on sixes. Uh, but I basically just ignored the Telemons until I actually had to deal with them and just shot everything else off the board. Uh, he did have his one shield captain tank my whole army's worth of shooting in a turn, on turn one, which was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but it didn't matter because he only... He deployed him where only one squad of three Sagittarium was covering her, so I killed one of the Sagittarium and then dumped my whole army into that guy. <laughs> just didn't work out. Uh, but I ended up taking a flank, and then he didn't have that shield captain to deny me any primary, really. And, yeah, I just kind of took over the board and played the primary the rest of the game, so I came out of that one pretty well. Uh, game two, I played orcs that were didn't have shooting, really. Uh, he had a couple. He had two big squads of bikes, but the to get into my face, what his whole plan was, I think, was to put the bikes in front, and so the bikes are tough for me to kill because they're T five, and you know he advanced and charged and charged into me and didn't quite kill a transport, but I just didn't fall for that. I was like, the rest of your army is behind the bikes. I can fall back and shoot. These guys aren't that crazy in close combat. So I just left myself in close combat with the boat and fell back with everything else and then just blew away all of his infantry so I could score primary elsewhere. And the War of Attrition was pretty much over after that turn three. And that's when I dropped gas with Electro Priests. That was a lot of fun. I shot him four wounds, charged in, did four wounds, and then did four wounds in close combat. That was pretty fun. Uh, round three... I played Harlequins, and I got to go first. And I think I had the nastiest first turn against Harlequins I think I've ever had. I picked up eight bikes, two Star Ooh. Weavers, 15 troops, and uh, a squad of Dark Reapers because he was mixed. That was pretty... Uh, after that, I mean, he was there was just no coming back. And then I had a turn with my Electro Priest, picked up three characters. Shadowseer, Farseer, and Death Jester. So it was, it was pretty good. And then I played Scott Thompson, and he was playing Admech with the veteran cohort. This is where I found that my list was probably not as good as his, just because, like, all the tools with the chickens. I got to say, my chickens a bit were garbage all tournament long. I was just like, I hate these guys. There's no rerolls. You know, I have one turn to get stuff done with them, and I hope it's first turn. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to have to go try and go save to save my guys or and then go Blissful turn three. But uh, I got first turn and was able to blow away his uh, Rust Dockers and junk. 
And then my Electro Priest kind of held down the middle, and there's not a whole lot he could do about it, because I kept making him fight last and killing them all. Because the first thing I did was kill his fight last relic from the veteran cohort. But uh, I eventually also won the chicken war because I had seven chickens to his four, which I think he had a dune crawler. I think it was a mistake to have the dune crawler instead of some extra chickens and some other stuff elsewhere. I probably would have shifted some points around and gotten either six chickens or five chickens and no dune crawler. But, uh, I mean, Scott played well. But the one thing that I will say I don't like about the veteran cohort is the lack of solar flare and mobility on the rangers. So he was just kind of stuck where he deployed them. They're not fast by any means. Uh, I mean, Stilly, you played the the Mars. Uh, did you ever play Lucius with the Solar Flare? Did you feel a difference there? I played a couple games with it. I just never... It, it never really hit my play style, and I just never really enjoyed those <laughs> games at any point. So I was just like, eh, maybe I'm not getting everything that I need to get out of them, but I was just like, just not enjoying any games. So I really didn't try too hard, I guess. But yeah, right. I did play a couple games. So I could just sell it once in my play style, so I just got off it quicker. The thing that made me like realize that I want the Mars more than the Lucius is the Rangers are incredibly hard to kill as Lucius. Mm-hmm. The veteran cohort makes them almost not quite as resilient, but almost. And then the big thing is it does for Mars is like the Lucius don't really help the chickens shoot. Mars does. And the the amount of dice rolled into the chickens is so much less than the rangers that the reroll is so much more impactful that you just need it and i need to pop stuff open to shoot a lot of you know mechanized stuff so that was a big a big realization in that game then game 5 i played salmons obviously you guys saw how that went on the stream <coughs> i knew going i knew going first was a big deal uh, i didn't know how i was going to manage it without going first cuz i knew he was going to pick up you know i tried to save myself with save Thinking back, it didn't save a whole lot because I don't get the save in the Lucius bonus. So I probably should have just done ballistic skill and just shot better and then made him decide what he was going to shoot. What do you mean you don't get You got the bonus. Yeah. What's that? You don't get the Lucius bonus. No, so in the FAQ, you get the Lucius, but if you're not. Uh, oh, you're talking about the. Well, it's only so, if I mean, you're cover, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. I was in cover. That's where I deployed. Was in Got cover. It. Sorry, that was the piece you were missing, except for one squad, which he mortal wounded to all shit, so they were gonna die anyway. And see, that's another thing I like about the veteran cohort too, right? Is you just in cover turn one with your rangers. Well, I'm not all fired up about admech anymore. So that's fair. You're not. Yeah, they're, they're fucking sapping the life out of my 40k soul as I was playing them. My last game. Zach is a great opponent, and I was just, I wasn't salty from Dan's game because I knew what was going to happen. What I was salty about was the fact that I could just go second, deploy in terrain the best I could, and still get shot off the board. Like, the state of 40k going first is so strong is is really starting to weigh on my soul. So any army that I can pick up that's tough and durable that doesn't just flop turn game turn one it would be so much better and i was just like that's what i kept going through my head i played my last game and i really honestly didn't play it well because if you look at the secondaries i took i just didn't care i took bring it down against two telemons <laughs> and and <laughs> a uh and two mana cores yeah and i'm like yeah cores. i'm like yeah, i'm never getting to those mana cores probably not killing the telemons but you know let's do bring it down and then i think i did engage in all fronts or stranglehold either way it was not good against that army I don't know. I should have done engage, and I did stranglehold against custodes, 
with Telemons. So my head was just not in that game. And Bam walked by as I was just chucking models into my into my tray. He could tell I just did not give a single fuck about that game. I still played tactically okay, but like picking secondaries that didn't work for me and just not really caring. I didn't like pull any good tricks. Like uh, I did, I went for two dreadnoughts when I should have just gone for one, got my points, and saved my electric priest on the other side. Instead, I threw both to the wind. I mean, it's just stuff like that. You know, just not playing my normal game. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the ad mech. And, you know, and I'm going to bring up this point. is like Samus used to give me mad shit about army hopping. And, like, sometimes when something's that broken, you know, and you're trying to compete for the ITC, you, you have to do that. But what it does is it makes me play something that is not my play style whatsoever. And in doing so, sap my 40K soul. And I just was not, uh, you know, I just wasn't enjoying the game as much. Because all I was trying to do was win. And I'm not winning the way I want to win. I'm winning because some dude in England doesn't know how to do mathematical probability. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or how the English language works and punctuations or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I think for what I'm trying to get at, if you're if you're going to army hop, that's fine. If that's what you enjoy. If you enjoy winning and you don't have a, like an army that you love. But there is, I will say, a play style should match because the admec don't match my place at all i got super excited every time i got my electro priest out i'm like fuck yeah we're gonna get nicole's comment we're gonna punch stuff <laughs> i only have two units of electro priests it's like what 100 250 points in my army so i only got excited about 250 points in my army and in fact against dan you know that was the only thing keeping me in that game well i wasn't ever in that game after turn one but like they well, were the only even- ones doing anything but you were you were you were play, you were you just rolled some bad charges too I think. But you were you trying to you were trying to use your hey I'm gonna move up I'm gonna charge I'm gonna get on the objective and try to basically try to make plays versus just I'm gonna just stat you off the off the uh, you know with my rangers and just blow you off the board. Right. So hundred percent. So you were you, the admic don't allow you and I and I totally agree with you when you're saying like you. Well, to a point, like the game, our game is a first turn game uh, because if if you, if I go first, I kill your stuff. If, if you go first, you kill my stuff. And I don't like even even orcs, even this list. I don't. I actually don't. And this is from more when I played the Admech planes with my sisters. I don't. And before the new book came out, but I don't like planes because I mean they're cool. They give you some cool options, but if you go second against certain armies, they just get blown out of the sky. You know. Like there was, like, I mean, Merton was was uh, two two pips on two dudes from from killing three planes on my first turn, on his first turn. So, that, and so that's where it, it's like uh, I'm, and that's what's that thing. That's what's kind of also skewing about Admech is how oppressive they are. You're kind of if you're trying to build to counter them, your your best bet is to hope you go first and build something that can abuse it if you do. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that turned out way more than I was expecting, but I had to get it off my chest. Oh, it's fine. That was it's good, good content. People need to hear it. So, <laughs> it's, I, uh, dude, you know, it was it was a good weekend and a good tournament. You know, I I did miss playing, but the cool thing about toing and judging is being able to like walk around and check on all your friends, walk around, see what everybody's up to. You know, just getting to randomly go say hi to folks that you know I can't normally enjoy on a GT weekend because I'm engrossed in a game and you know honestly the judge calls towards the top tables were minimal 
when we had them, they were usually resolved pretty quickly. And they were just, you know, I, I don't know. I think one time I got called when Dan was playing Root, you know, just to measure that he could get his rod or something and mm-hmm. if the unit would fit. And, like, it was like neither one of them were contesting it harshly, you know, measured it. Cool, he can get it. And, like, we were on our way, you know. But for whatever reason, like, the the low tables over the weekend – like, there was one dude that I told him if I had to come back to his table, I was giving him a yellow card. And he basically, he called a judge one round because he'd never seen heroic intervention before. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, called a judge another round because he couldn't understand how the bodyguard rule worked. And uh, he thought, like, the, you know, the effects of the shot should be going on the the character that he was targeting, you know, and I explained over and over that you can't even target the character because of the bodyguard rule. And he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm thinking like, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done. Like I've explained this. You can't comprehend it. And like the dudes wearing a Jersey with a nickname and everything on it. So I'm thinking like, I'm, you know, I'm going to assume you're not a new player. I'm not sure why we're getting these stupid questions. And then the last one, you know, was basically, I got called over. Because it was Death Guard on Death Guard. And he was like, well, if he does spread the sickness on an objective, can I do spread the sickness on an objective? And I'm like, if I have to come back to your table, I'm giving you a yellow card. <laughs> so, and <laughs> another one I got called because the guy says, uh, I got called over. And I said, what's going on? And he's like, well, I didn't hear him uh, claim Rod. And I said, okay, well, what did the unit do? He's like, well, disembarked from the rhino. I said, did it shoot? Did it move? Did it charge? You know, what did it do? He's like, well, it just disembarked from the rhino and stood there. I said, okay. I said, assuming that your opponent picked Rod as a secondary, and that's what that unit did, I think you two could probably discuss that, that you know, that was probably a clean Rod. And uh, if you want him to speak up, you should ask your opponent to speak up. And this is some shit you know, should not be calling the judge over for. And he looks at me and he goes, I didn't hear him declare Rod. And I just walked off. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not even, not even doing this. So, Man, I didn't have any of that crazy stuff at Renegade. I would, I would probably have been a little bit meaner than you. Yeah, you know what's funny is like, it was like table 30 and below. Like, yeah. it, like it wasn't even like mid-table heroes, you know, try-hard stuff. It was like guys that had... That guys were like clawing their way to like two and four type shit, you know. So well, we had to come measure. Uh, we had a, me and Ben had a close measurement, so we're just like rather than us try to argue, you know, not even argue about it, just say, hey, let's get a third party. Is yep. it in or is it out? You know, that's dude. The best thing about those clear acrylic bases was like I, yeah. I took a I took a dry erase to the damn thing. So it was. I actually, I actually, I actually liked those. Uh, was it those are marks, weren't they? Yeah, Mark Mark Newson made those and got the uh, plexiglass cut for the the bases. And uh, they I, looked, I loved it, man. Yeah, yeah actually, I liked it a lot. And then when you, but like exactly what you did right there, being able to just literally draw on the base to check something that made it extremely clean and easy. So, yep, it was good stuff, man. And uh, the the it was funny before that round. I guess there is a funny little story in regards to that was. David brought that terrain, and like both of you dudes were individually triggered about that terrain before that round. <laughs> so, Dude, and, uh, I didn't realize that thing was that big. 
Yeah, no, Jason see, messaged man, me. I didn't like that, man. Yeah, yeah, Jason messaged me, and he's like, hey, are you going to change the train for next round? I was like, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to finish eating lunch, and then I'll get back there and do it. And uh, next thing I know, like, uh, Matt's like, hey, we need to get out there. And I was like, all right. And I saw the both of you guys look at that table in disgust. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're changing it. Don't worry. Oh, dude, I just started, I just took that piece of the table and started setting it up. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, it was like an 18-inch by... It was an Alamo. It was like yeah. a, a replica Alamo. And it was cool that David sponsored a table. But that sucker was huge, man. That, so, that might be the single. I'm trying to. I honestly think that might be the biggest piece of train that I've ever seen on a 40k table in the last yeah. two editions. Yeah, it and uh, it was huge. Yeah, David. David seemed uh, seemed to have a good event, and uh, he was on his best behavior, so that was cool. He and didn't uh, have all of his Texas homies riling him up. I swear to you, they all just like go back to the hotel room and jerk each other off, and then they come back riled up. Each other up. Dude, uh, fucking Walt and Eddie were there, man. Them dudes are like the Bill and Ted of of 40k, man. So that was a uh, that was some fun shit for Texas guys. So it was uh, we had the good Texas people this weekend, so that was awesome. But yeah, imagine that somebody specific was missing, and it was actually okay. Yeah, I wonder who uh, that could have been. Rebel yeah. Rouser. But mm. yeah, so it was good. I don't know. It was fun. It was a good weekend. Um. You know, Alex. Alex seemed to enjoy judging and breaking down the Thousand Suns Codex, and Duncan was stressed every time he turned around. And <laughs> you know, so it was Matt. Duncan. <laughs> yeah, we did mess up some stuff, you know. And, and I don't know. You know, this might be a good time to talk about it because I remember talking to Cookie at Bug Eater. You know that, like sometimes as a judge, you just make the best call that you can at the table, and you know sometimes it's not the right call, and sometimes you don't. You know, you make the mistake or you make a ruling based on the information at hand and you don't have all the information. And, you know, and, and there was a couple instances where we ruled, you know, Matt ruled one way at one table and I ruled the opposite way at the other table. And, um, you know, I, I was right, but I wound up having to go to the player that we ruled against and, you know, just basically apologize and just say, hey, we got that wrong. You know, I'm sorry. And, uh, well, you know, it won't happen again, but we didn't make a mistake. And like the dude was like, cool about it, you know, just like, yeah, I appreciate that. And went about it, you know, and yeah. And that's, I, uh, I start all my tournaments off by saying that my judges words are final, even like you can argue to your face is red, but what they, if they rule at the table, that's final. And like, I really have to go. I mean, there's a couple of times when you know, some of my lower judges are wrong, but that's like, I go to the table and be like, hey, what happened? And they're like, well, this would have mattered. And I'm like, well, what did the judge rule? And they're like, well, this. And I'm like, well, his word's final, so yeah. I'm sorry. But like, for the speed of the tournament, we're not going to sit there and hold up your game while he goes and researches every last little rule that you guys might have a question about. You know, He's just going to do the best of his ability and move on. Yeah, and speaking, speaking of David, now that I'm thinking about it, I ruled against him on the game. And uh, he, uh, he was like, okay. And then he came up later with the uh, with the the GT handbook and uh, showed me basically where you know he was trying to find it when I was there and he couldn't find it and came up with it later and sure shit I was fucking wrong and uh, I just you know basically told him yeah you're right dude my bad and, and he's like oh it's no big deal he goes I accepted the ruling I was just letting you know in case it comes up in the future 
And uh, so I, I do need to give him a little props because that was pretty good sportsmanship. So, but well, dude, yeah, it's 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 a complex game, and you, you don't expect a judge to know every corner yeah. piece ruling. It's yeah. never going to happen. You know, and, I, and I'm a tournament player. You know, I, I regularly attend and play tournament games, and you know, there's still stuff that I was like, I was joking with Alex. I was like, when after David showed me that, I was like, yeah, I was today's year years old when i found that out you know it was like <laughs> well, it's like yeah i mean you could ask yourself about the orcs codex sister codex you know new thousand sons of gray knights codex i'm clueless on them i'm gonna have to look at them themselves before i can give you a ruling yeah oh that's one thing i did have man i had one ruling uh, or one call to the table and someone was trying to do something and the other player goes well they faq'd that I'm like, well, can you show me the FAQ? And, well, no, but they FAQ'd that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I told you guys when you called us up to a table to have the stuff out, have the rulings, you know, the Games Workshop FAQs are online. Here, here's my question for you, just real quick. Uh, Was this an FAQ related to his army? No, his opponent's army. Oh, okay. And, uh... I said, well, can you show it to me? And he basically just kept repeating to me that, like, they FAQ'd that. And I'm like, well, I could I could call a judge and say they FAQ'd that. And, you know, I need to see it, you know. And that was kind of, got a little contentious, but it, it worked itself out. It takes so. all but, like, two minutes to pull up an FAQ ruling online, yeah. though. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's not my job when I go up to the why, yeah. That's hilarious, Bam. They FAQ'd that. Okay, and <laughs> do you have it out? No. Well, I don't give a shit then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that's that's the true. It's harsh, but it's the reality of it. You know, they if you call a judge to your table, you know, have your shit in order. You know, it, it's it's not hard to do. You know, have right. it figured well, out. Ultimately, you want your opponents to try to exhaust all options of you know getting to a conclusion before you call a judge over. Yeah, I agree. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Dilly. Just be like, listen, motherfuckers, like, you don't have your FAQ out. I don't even care. I'm walking away. <laughs> yeah. But it was a good experience for me. You know, this this year went smoother than previous years. Everything went on time. Um, we had good prizes to give away. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people won some cool shit. And uh, it was funny. Like, I was seeing some of the swag that was like going out in bags or going to people. I was like, man, that's my fucking artwork, and I don't even have one of those, you know, like some stuff. <laughs> oh, so was was like the the swag different for everybody? Like, I know I was like a tier one. I got a a, a hammerhead carrying case. Was that not all that for the tier one? Yeah, the 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 swag changed with the tiers. And oh, gotcha. Yeah, and we just we had some different kinds of objective markers for stuff and. It was, uh, we really tried to put a lot of work in the swag bag. Yeah, you know, like we, we're not doing monkey to make money. You know, we're doing yeah. monkey to like have a good event and have everybody get some cool shit. So like one of the places I think like you can make players happy, you know, my philosophy on the GT is like, you want the top players at your event, but they're not there at your event for you to suck their dick. Like they're there to try and win ITC points. So they're trying to win, you know, Lord Marshall points. They're there to try and take home the crown or take home best whatever. And, like, you shouldn't spend all your time trying to, like, suck top player dick. You know, like, the the dudes who make the tournament are the guys that are filling out, the guys and gals that are filling out the middle tables. 
you know, the people that are, you know, RJ Harris on a, a table 30, whatever, being happy because he went three and three. Like those dudes deserve to have fun and get some swag and get cool shit just as much, you know, as the Dan Salmon's up on the table one or, you know, the Ben Sherman on table one or whatever. And so that's why we kind of do our swag bags the way we do that. Even, you know, even if you're that dude that's going to spend the weekend and go three and three or four and two, like you're going to leave with a cool set of objective markers, you know, some other measuring tools, some dice, you know, some whatever, because we put that money into the swag bags. We want everyone to be happy they came out. You know, you spend 200 some bucks on a hotel room, you know, you spend whatever money you spend on a ticket, you know, you take time away from your family, you take time away from your gal, your guy, or whatever, and you go spend a weekend. Like, you think about it, you know, it can add up to half a grand easy, you know, with fucking food and, you know, whatever you need to take care of while you're there, running to the store and grabbing this or whatever you need in your room. And to walk out of that, like, empty-handed with nothing physical to show for it or nothing cool in your pocket, you know, it's kind of a lame experience sometimes. And I've been there, and I've walked out of tournaments where I'm like, oh, that dude that won got, like, a grand worth of shit, and... I got a notepad and a, a pencil from this dentist in my swag bag, you know? <laughs> and uh, so it just kind of, that's why we do the swag bags the way we do, you know, long story short. But I got ranting, guys. Sorry. All good. But well, we're at about an hour, you guys. Know you know, you know what's, what's really funny about that, Bam? What's that? Charlie, Charlie Andre has had a phenomenal first season with uh, Warhammer. And the dude has literally won nothing. Like, <laughs> I'm talking like swag, you know, like prize support, won nothing. He got top eight at ACO. He got nothing. And, like, he was super mad because I wanted to leave and get on the road right away after Monkey. No offense, fam, but it was like I was we were going to get in at, like, four in the morning. Yeah. Right. And, like, he was just like, but I might get top Jukari. No. Like, No. <laughs> I might have won something. And then when he didn't, he was like, fuck. <laughs> so, well, you know, so, but even Charlie not winning something, he should have gotten something cool in his swag bag. Well, he so, did. He liked that. Yeah. Good. But that's, that's why we do what we do with those. And like people were surprised they got trays, but we had a good deal with Tony and, you know, Tony makes a good carrying tray. So that's why we, we did what we did for table the, the top tier. So Surprised the heck out of me when I got it. I was like, oh, cool. I could use this right now. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. It was good. I'm happy it's over. Jesus. Um, but we're moving to September next year, and uh, we'll be the end of the Lord Marshall season, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. So it'll be a lot more awards and a lot more things we have to handle, but we'll do it. So, And then, then Jason's going to be in easy mode for the year, so... We should see how it goes. Is everyone going to Halo? I'm going nope. to Halo. Dilly. Yeah, it's see. my it's, it's my best Benny Boy's uh, wedding, so I'll be doing that. Hopefully the one and only for him, right? What the hell? Yeah. All I know is none of you fuckers better uh, throw a GT on March 12th. That's when I'm getting married, so. <laughs> There's a new Cheers. Renegade GT on yeah, March 12th. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> not not letting get Lord Marshall points. Fuck off. So, <laughs> but, that sounds like Illuminati bullshit. To yeah, me. Illuminati bullshit it, yeah. works. So, but all right, guys, let's. Uh, we're over an hour, and we ran through everything. I think. Uh, I think next week I might try and pin down Ben for a 
a deep dive on the Grey Knights because we've been Ben has been coaching me a little bit, so we'll see if that helps me at Halo or not. So it's uh, the Grey Knights. Fear them. Fear is me. It, is Alex salty about Thousand Sons? No, dude. He's, he's digging a, the he's book. He's got a, a hard dick for them. Yeah, like he. Uh, uh, I think he was about to get a boner out of his Ranger panties at the dude, the deal reading book. the book. I got. I still got to read both. One of uh, the guy I drove with Cam was like trying to explain Grey Knights on the way back, and I was like. I just need to see them on the table because I'm getting confused. All their, they got like ten different things, like ten different chapter things. Yeah, the yeah. brotherhoods. Brotherhoods get a little confusing. Yeah. He's he's reading them all to me, and I was like, dude, my brain just turned to mush. I yeah. I was like, this one sounds. Dude, good. you know what's even what that that Zinch book, I or the Zinch, the Thousand Suns book, I think is going to be picked up by the competitive guys, some competitive guys, because there's some good stuff in there. But I also think it's going to be picked up by the cheaters because there's well, there's. Easy way for shenanigans with that Thousand Suns book. I read something about like you can you can you get a move when you get declared charge or some there's some like crazy movement shenanigans is what I was reading about, but I don't with really Grey Knights know. or Thousand Suns. A thousand Suns. I think it's okay. a, a warlord trade or a relic or something like that where you get to fire Overwatch and then move six inches. Yep. Yeah. Well, then there's yeah. something like if you were over nine inches away, it fails. Like yeah, that's my favorite relic in the book. I think so it's people, just a, it's not. So what it is is it's not if you're over nine inches away. It's uh, a a charge roll of a nine plus fails. So even if you're two inches away and you roll a nine, you fail. Yeah, well, people were just talking about the combo of those two, and I was like, my uh, head hurts. I was like, I don't. That's why I told <laughs> I told uh, some of those guys like I was like just just get some get some lists together and I'll watch you guys play because I have yeah. no idea what the fuck. That thousands of books. books. It's going to be, you think Admech needed markers? Uh, that <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, yep. you're going to, they got Cabal points. They got all kind of, this unit's got this set of spells and this ability, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you better put a marker down, bitch, because uh, I can't <laughs> can't live this life this way. So, But we'll get into that a little bit next week. Uh, final thoughts. Dilly, we'll start with you. Uh, not really. It was a fun tournament. Fun week. My my uh, ankles on the up for everybody who's worried about me, and uh, again, <laughs> still be on the lookout worried. for New Year's knockout. Uh, apparently, everybody's worried because man, I feel like every other day someone's asking me about my ankle. I was like, guys, I'm fine. I'm totally good. That means like, you got friends and they care about you. Fuck off. Man. I know. I, I I mean, I know what it's about, but I'm just at the same time. It's like I'm cool, guys. I'm a tough. <laughs> I'm an old tough cookie. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, you ain't old yet. No, don't. You know, you're not in boomer range like Bam. Oh, no, Jesus not yet. Christ. <laughs> so, put Ben on mute. Yeah. So, uh, oh. ben, wants to, <laughs> ben, what thought you got to close her out, man? Uh, look out for Grey Knights, baby. Yeah. It's good to see Ben excited to play 40K. He got a soul back. So, yep. Dan, what you got? Uh, I got nothing. Got nothing. All right, we hope to see everybody at Halo. Um, apparently, everybody of, of us will be there except for Dilly. So, but that's that's the next big event for us, and then our season ends, and we kick over to another season. But Ben's been still chasing that ITC dragon. So, uh, watch this season, and uh, we'll see what what he does after Halo. So, are but, you still doing the team tournament, Ben? Yep. That looks like Ram, Las playing Vegas Great Knights. What's that? Are you doing the Las Vegas one or a different team tournament? Yep, yep I'm doing the Las Vegas team tournament. Advanced Warfare is bringing the team down. Nice. Should be solid. 
So, all right, guys, we'll uh, remember to. Uh, I lost my train of thought. But, anyways, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Later. Goodbye. All right, bye. Stop recording. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>